but it is found footage. Man. I thought we vowed to not do found footage. We I did not. I was, I was about to say, I thought, <laughs> I thought we discussed never doing found footage we, again. We did discuss that. I'm just saying, Troll Hunters is a classic horror film. It's a new classic, but it's a it's a great, and it's great. Like, I, I was surprised how much I liked it. So I just started out there as a possibility. I've heard um, a lot of good things about it. Maybe we come back to that. Like, go look on my Facebook wall where I said I was sitting down to watch it yesterday. Like, no lie, 20 people commented and they were like, it's so great. I can't wait to hear what you think. I was going to mention, you know, I, di- I did see that. Yeah. Yo, this place is big. We shouldn't split up Finding Will. Said no one who survived a horror movie ever. Because as you know, in every horror movie, First rule of survival is never leave your friends. So don't split up if you want to make it to the end. No, don't. Don't split up. Welcome back to the Don't Split Up Horror Podcast. This is episode number 38, and we are going to be reviewing the new smash hit horror sensation from writer-director Jordan Peele, Get Out. Super excited about this episode. I am J.R. Foresteros. I'm Amanda Foresteros. I'm Moza Haiti. And I'm Stacey Silveri. Uh, Now, before we get into our review of Get Out, uh, we wanted to just kind of run through some horror stuff we've been watching uh, just kind of uh, in addition that we're not going to have time to cover in a full episode. So, uh, Stacey, even though Amanda and I already talked on one of our previous episodes about having gotten to see the new M. Night Shyamalan film Split, uh, you've now also seen it. So I would love to hear what you thought of that movie. Um, yeah, I went and saw it uh, a few weeks ago. I had high expectations, and I felt like it met my expectations. Wow. I was a bit nervous because the M. Night Shyamalan, I can never say his name, so I don't know if that was correct or not. But hey, you got it. No one should say his name. It should be a forever stricken from the records. You Listen, know, hater, we just had to watch freaking Resident Evil, so you have welcome. no room to complain. I was going to say, Resident Evil's good, though. Ugh. All the time. Not so. good. Yeah, huge Not, difference. Non-comparable. Oh gracious. Cast um. them out. <laughs> I agree that those two films are not comparable in any way. And need not say more. Anyway, Stacey, you were saying. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Um, you know, it was, it didn't give too much away, but you kind of knew what to expect. And there was a good surprise ending. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where this, this movie takes off and ventures to. I I think they're going to do a lot with this. Um, I can't say too much, but no, I I like, I thought the movie was phenomenal. It's definitely worth seeing. It's really good. Well put together. Good acting. Um, Yeah. I screamed like a child at that twist. You did? Okay. Yes. (laughs) See, I went and saw it with Taylor and he's never seen that. So I'm like looking at him like, is that like, I was like, looking for just like some sort of like confirmation that what I was seeing was actually right. what I was seeing. Um, and he couldn't give that to me. So I had to do some Googling, but yeah. My wife was the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm excited to see where, what's going to happen with this series. Yeah. So there you go. Split. It's definitely worth seeing. Um, so that, yeah, there you go. Uh, what else have you been watching Stacy? I also went and saw a cure for a wellness um, this movie, I'm not quite sure how to feel about. 
I had high expectations, and I will say it almost reached them. I thought the movie was good, started off great. Um, however, about halfway through, I kind of started picking the movie apart. And I was talking about this. I don't know if it's because we've watched so many movies for the podcast or if I'm what exactly it is, but I'm definitely getting better at like picking movies apart and picking out like the storyline or the plot line or what's going to happen. So I remember at a certain point in the movie, I was like, looked over like, this is, this is what it is. And sure enough, I definitely called the movie. Um, it's definitely worth seeing. It's very good, well put together story. And it's more like a mystery than like a horror mystery than anything else. But <clears throat> I think it's definitely worth going to see. Okay. I will probably try to check it out when it comes out on video. We missed it in the theater. Yeah. I, all I've heard about it is just that it's really pretty and has lots of different horror things that mm -hmm. are all sort of mishmashed together and doesn't, yeah. doesn't really do a whole lot with it I, other than just looks really cool. I feel like they had a good idea. Mm -hmm. Just they didn't put it, put it together as well as it could have been put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Amanda and I had a chance to watch uh, a movie called XX, which is a collection of, I believe it's four mm -hmm. horror films, short, so it's an anthology like VHS. Oh, that one with Vin Diesel? No, that's no. Triple X. <laughs> uh, this one is XX as in female chromosome, right? XX. And uh, it's four horror films by female directors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really interesting. I, I liked the in between of all of the shorts probably the best i thought it was very creative and different and creepy um but we saw some familiar faces there were some kind of unsettling things that happened in each of the shorts i wouldn't say that it was as scary in the in the sense of like the jump scares and all of that that um vhs or some other shorts have done but it was it was good. Interesting. It, it was good. It, it it did. It wasn't one of those movies that stuck with me like the Babadook or something like that or the Ring, Ugh. but um, it was creative and it was innovative. And I definitely saw things even in these short films that I had not seen before in a horror film. And so it was really enjoyable. Um, so I, I, I have ahead. a question. Yeah. Is it like the same setup as VHS? Well, uh, I mean, sort of in that it's four short films and then there's a kind of a connective tissue around them, but it's not a VHS film. So there's not like people popping in VHS tapes and watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But it, but it's four short films that don't have anything to do with each other. They're just all together in one anthology. Okay. So another, and actually the other, uh, the other, I watched another anthology film that came out last year uh, called holidays. And it's the same thing. I think it's like six, short six or seven short films horror films and they're all around different holidays so there's like a valentine's day one a saint patty's day one a mother's day and a father's day a easter uh christmas and new year's and halloween so it was uh it was okay there i mean it, with any anthology collection you have highs and lows and this one there were a couple of things that were unquestionably creepy there was a lot that was just kind of interesting and kind of fun. And then several of them actually kind of played more as horror comedies, uh, particularly by the end. So um, it was, it was okay. It's on Netflix. So if you're bored one night, 
and you want to kill some time, you can watch holidays on Netflix and, you know, not spend any money to rent a movie and it's okay. Like it's, it's got some decent stuff in it. I'm glad I didn't pay to see it. Uh, and then the last thing I also on Netflix, Hey, Oh, good plug for Netflix, uh, Netflix, uh, happy to be a sponsor officially. If you want to contact <laughs> us later, um, but a movie that I am shamefully only just now seeing, even though it's from 2010 called troll hunters. Uh, it is a found footage film. Uh, but despite that, I really liked it. And I posted on Facebook that I was sitting down to watch it. And like 20 of my friends all got on and commented, oh, my gosh, it's so great. We can't wait to hear what you think about it. So I kind of was just mad that all 20 of those people hadn't told me that I should watch that movie. So, um, yeah, it was super fun. I, I mean, I can't wait for you all to see it. I know you hate found footage, but I think you're going to like it. This one might win you over a little bit. I was going to say, I think I mentioned to you, I've been hearing about this film a lot, actually, and I turned it on, I think it was maybe only a week ago, if even that long, uh, specifically because a close friend of mine has not left me alone about it for like close to a year now. Um, and within seconds, I turned it off as soon as I realized it was found footage. So I'll have to give it another shot. My prediction is that you will enjoy this movie, but despite the found footage angle i think i think you'll i think you'll say yeah it was good but it didn't it won't it won't change your mind about found footage not that it changed my mind about found footage i just when, really liked it when did this movie come out i 2010 and it's norwegian so it is subtitled okay i was gonna say i think a long time ago i may have heard about it but i have there's also a movie called anything. troll troll hunter and troll mm -hmm. hunter 2 that are like notoriously so bad they're fun Kind of like the Beavers movie we watched. Yeah, but I think worse, actually. <laughs> worse than Zombievers. Okay. Uh, so anyway, this one is not that. This is Troll Hunters. And uh, man, it was super fun. Super fun. I, I, I really hope you all choose to watch it. So anyway, that's what we've been watching. We would love to hear uh, some of the horror that you've been into. You can uh, let us know on Facebook.com slash Don't Split Up or at Don't Split Up.com. But for now, it's time for us to get into our review of the new Jordan Peele film, Get Out. Don't split up. Uh, I'm going to read the plot summary from IMDb here real quick. A young African-American man visits his Caucasian girlfriend's mysterious family estate. Dun, dun, dun. Again, this was written and directed by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame. And uh, it, until about a week and a half after it came out, it was sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's now 99% because a film critic named Armand White, who's famously contrarian, uh, did give it a negative review. But other than that, uh, as far as the Rotten Tomato critics are concerned, it's, it's sitting at 100%. So uh, I'm curious, when did you first hear about this movie? Uh, what were your expectations going into it? Uh, how about you, Mo? My first introduction to this came from you, and then I think I went and looked up the trailer, and my expectations were pretty minimal, uh, only because I didn't really see it for what it was at first, and I saw the trailer. I'm like, ah, oh, this seems fairly predictable. I don't know how interested I'm going to be. It kind of had an M. Night Shyamalan feel, and I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the show, but I'm not typically a fan of his stuff. And so I wasn't expecting too much. Uh, I will say I was more than pleasantly surprised and quite the opposite was true. Nice. What about you, Stace? Um, so I saw the preview, I think, when I was going to see Split. Um, I've seen the preview a few times. And I, however, was not excited or interested in this movie at all. 
Um, the only thing that got me interested was JR's, your, you said it was very good and you enjoyed it. So I, so you knew you'd hate it. <laughs> it's, it's not even, and there's, there's one singular thing, the reason that I don't like this movie and it's not even that, um, no, I, I wasn't interested from the, the trailer. I didn't think it was going to be good. I thought it was going to be kind of boring and um, I guess easy to figure out what was going on. Um, yeah, no, I, I was not a fan after seeing it either. Did you see this one by yourself or with someone? No, I got I to gotta see this one with somebody. And honestly, like I, pro- I would have been okay seeing it by myself. Did your... <laughs> co-watcher like it or not like it he was iffy he just thought Hmm. the whole the the idea of the movie was kind of silly he thought it was a good movie he thought it could have been a good movie but he he didn't like it either Hmm. that is so fascinating but not for the reason that i didn't like it huh like when i when I saw the trailer, I was just like, oh my gosh, I, my eyes like bugged out of my head and my mouth was agape. And I was just like, I have to see this movie. I'm so intrigued. Like I'm so, it was so shocking and different and creative. And I was, I was all about it from the very get go. So, um, it did have a bit of an M. Night Shyamalan feel to it, but I mm-hmm. but I was just, I was very, very intrigued by it. And I was like, yeah, sign me up. I'm absolutely in. It yeah. had that, f- sorry, not to interrupt, JR. It had that feeling going into it, but don't you think once you started watching the film, that dropped away? Like, they were very straightforward in their presentation, didn't you feel? Oh, for sure. I mean, sure, but I definitely, I definitely knew I didn't know things, you know? And that's, for me, that's like classic Shyamalan. Sure, I, and I can agree with that, but I wouldn't. I was waiting for this like crazy twist or something. I don't feel like that was really ever present. I mean, yeah. kind of. I think there was a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we have to we'll, talk we'll about riddles so much. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> to, we're going to move to this part really quick so we can get into spoilers. So I was excited about this movie. I love Key and Peel. I think their commentary on race is always hilarious and on point. And so when I saw that. Um, Jordan Peele was writing a horror film that was obviously clearly uh, making race horrifying. I was I was in. I was super excited about. It. I just think those guys are really smart, and so I was excited to see what they were going to be doing. So, uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I I will be surprised if this doesn't land on my top ten uh, at the end of the year. So, I would hard. Uh, wholeheartedly recommend this movie. I have repeatedly wholeheartedly recommended this movie. And I'll say this, many of the people I've talked to who have considered going to see Get Out have been worried that it's too scary. And I have assured them too that it's- Too scary. Yeah, 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 because it's being marketed as a horror film, right? And so they're like, uh, I don't really like horror. I kind of want to see that movie, but I'm just afraid it's going to be scary. And so I have said to them, no, this is much more of like a thriller than, a, than an out and out horror movie. And so I've, I've really challenged, and, and what I've got, the feedback I've gotten from those people who are nervous who have gotten to see it is that they love the movie. So if that has been something that's been keeping you from this film, I don't know why you're listening to a horror podcast, um, but uh, <laughs> you should go ahead and go anyway. And thank you for listening. So what about you, Amanda? Would you recommend it? Oh, whole, wholeheartedly. I was like texting people as we were walking out. You've got to go see this. You've got to go see it. Um, and I love all the buzz that it's getting 
on social media. I followed uh, Jordan Peele years ago, but it's been really cool to see the things that he's retweeting. And um, there's this get out challenge where people are like running directly at a camera and then trying to cut right or cut left as quickly as possible. And uh, just different scene reenacting different scenes from the film. And so there's been some epic fails because obviously that's pretty difficult to do if you're not a particularly agile person. And um yeah, I've I've loved it. I've had some really great conversations with people about it. So I for sure recommend it. Stacy? I definitely do not recommend this movie. Oh, shame on you. Shame. I mean, we we've discussed this movie a little bit before previously, and I am the lone wolf on this movie. I do not like it without a doubt. Shame. I give it mm. two thumbs up. So, oh, there you go. Interesting. I don't know that we've ever had a one lone old out before. Mm-mm. We're usually either. So either. Uh, this is history making. Don't split up. That's right. Pod right now. So. I was going to say if we have, it definitely wasn't Stacy and I at odds. So this is a first for sure. I was going to mm-hmm. say this is definitely a first where Mo and I disagree on a movie. Stacy, you know what happens if you leave the group? Yeah, I mean, we're not splitting split up. up with us. You're the first to die for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us you'll be right back. Yeah. All right, right so, back, guys. so uh, let's go ahead and get into spoilers because there's so much to talk about in this movie. So, uh, fair warning: if you haven't seen Go Get, uh, if you haven't seen Get Out, just go see it. Like, it's really worth being surprised. Uh, it's a great movie. Everyone but Stacy wants you to go see it. Um, you and definitely go see it. If if you're if you I trust Stacy, you could wait. If, if you trust Stacey more, I don't know, like, I think we the saw it theater, in a packed theater. The theater isn't going to make the experience, uh, in my I would, opinion. I disagree, and I'll get into that when we get more into spoilers. Yeah. But I think you leave the theater kind of looking around, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's accurate. We saw it in a packed theater, and it definitely altered our experience in a pleasant way. I could go. Um, I was so, there. I, I saw it in a packed theater, and I had people talking, so... Oh, that's, well, we didn't have that. Our audience was super engaged. That's never a a good time at a movie when you have people talking, but... That's true. That's true. So anyway, uh, we're going to... All of that said, uh, if you if you trust Stacey more than the rest of us, then just go ahead and listen. We're going to spoil it. If, you, if you're on the fence, go see it and then come back. We'll be right here when you get back. But for now, here comes spoilers for Get Out. Don't split up. Spoiler alert. All right, Stacy, lay it on us. <laughs> okay. Single-handedly, the reason that this movie lost me was the hypnotism. Like, that is so stupid. Like, that Why? is... Why? Yeah. You're going to sit there and just watch, like, a spoon turn into circle or a watch go back and forth. And I've been hypnotized. Be... I haven't smoked for a year. Okay, see, this is where I knew we were going to have this... this I knew this was coming because I know that previously, but I mean, <laughs> I, I personally just don't think like you're, you can't hypnotize somebody and they're going to like, I just don't, I just don't believe it. I think it is, I don't want to say like stupid because I don't think it's that. I think someone believes in it. I think it is. If whether you be- is a very, very powerful thing. And, and that's kind of where I'm going. I feel like I know the mind's a powerful thing, and if you believe something, it's more likely to be real and happen. But the whole the whole thing is just silly to me. There's so in the realm of horror, 
being zombies, exorcism, ghosts, monsters, hypnotism is your hard line. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is funny enough. Like, I just don't, I just, and I just like can't get behind it. I think it's silly. I don't think it's a, I don't think it works. Like you're going to hypnotize somebody and they're going to like cluck like a chicken when you say a certain word or like, like, but that does happen. Yeah. Have you been to a hypnotist show or anything before? I think you no. need to be hypnotized, Stacey. I ha- no joke. I, 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 you know, I don't think that I can be. Like, I just don't believe in it. Like, I don't think it's a real thing. Like, so I just don't think that I could be hypnotized because I'm not, like, open to it or think it's a thing. Yeah, I'm telling you, you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's from personal experience. Yeah, not and- just, like, reading a book or watching a show. Like, had it done, woke up, and I was like... Yep, no way that worked. Definitely probably going to still be smoking later today. And then a year later, nothing. Yeah, same for me. And that's after 20-year addiction. Yeah, same for me. In high school, we had this hypnotist come during like a lock-in, you know, senior retreat something. And my cousin, he got hypnotized and he, no joke, confessed to 300 people that he was in love with this girl and he had been in love with her for the past year and this hypnotist was like oh who are you dancing with who are you holding hands with and he straight up said in front of everybody and he would have never in a million years like so embarrassing he has no recollection of it like it's legit see maybe it's crazy maybe that's like my issue with it is i guess like there's a sense of like i'm what horrifies me is like a loss of control and not being in control so yeah in a sense i guess if you're hypnotized like do you give up that control or you lose that control but so what you're saying is this movie was so good and it got to you so badly (laughs) that you now replace that fear with dislike in an effort to push it out of your mind and pretend like it's not real or honestly it's just it's just silly to me like i checked out of this movie when he went out to smoke a cigarette and the mom like was in the study and like he walked in there and he went into the sunken place i'm like nope i'm out of this movie like i'm out like it's it's just so silly to me. Like, you know, I, it snowed this winter, and that's why I don't believe in global warming, Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, funny, but not funny at the same time. I'm just saying, because I think it's global, silly when people say global warming is real and we okay, can have winters. I one gonna correct you. You can't say global warming anymore. It's climate change, and it actually is a thing. I and we're we can get into this. I will briefly get into it. No, I mean, I, we don't have to. You don't have to explain it. I'm just saying I, I think I mean, it's I'm silly because we, people out there I don't believe know, it. The climate does change, and there is periods of time where the Earth is warmer and colder than others, but it's the rate of change that the temperature is changing is what is alarming scientists. Are you All saying right, that so let, me, of, let me do this. It sounds like <laughs> if, you can't get your, if you can't get on board with hypnotism, you might be with Stacey on this. But if you can, even for the sake of a movie, allow that sometimes in horror movies – Things are a little bit incredulous. Like basement brain surgery? (laughs) Yeah, then we can move on to talk about some of the themes that I thought that this film did really well. Yeah, I would like, I, yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't watch. I'm interested to hear like the themes and what you guys liked about it because I just, I, I really just could not get into this movie or get behind it in any sense. I think we're going to convince her, and I think at the end she's going to say, yeah, I think I'd recommend it. That's my guess. <laughs> I'm I mean, not holding my breath on that. I, I was going to say, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree wholeheartedly. I think this movie is stupid. 
<laughs> All right. So what I thought this film did really well, and I say this as a white person, is that I thought that it put it put the viewer in the black experience almost from the get go. I'd say definitely. Mm-hmm. For sure. I, I, I'd agree with that as well. And and I found that I, okay. So here's the thing, right? Like the 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 difference between a story and like an essay or a lecture is that one is emotional and one is rational. And so I could like, I, I consider myself like an ally of um, persons of color. And I, I try to, I try to be pretty woke. Um, but a lot of that is intellectual work. Like I read articles or I have conversations with persons of color and try to understand. And this, this film made me feel it. Like I felt the claustrophobia. I felt the danger to the sense of self because the narrator or the, 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 the point of view character, Chris is a, is a black man. And so as we do in all films, we relate with the main character with the protagonist. And because he was a person of color, I was able to, I think emotionally connect with his experience in a way that was just new for me. And I think in a really, uh, ultimately, like a really helpful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think it was super powerful. I think, um, I mean, even just from the opening sequence all the way through, I was constantly trying to figure out, but also not trying to overanalyze too much. And then when there's like the reveal at the end, anyway, I was just totally rooting for Chris the whole time. I got super nervous at various parts, including the very end, um, that things were still going to go very badly for him. So, uh, but, but yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really important and I'm glad that, that Jordan did that you know, for us. So it was the little things too. Like even from the beginning when they're in his apartment and Rose shows up and she's talking to him about going back home. He's like, well, Hey, have you told my parents? And she's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, that I'm black. And she's like, no, why would I? And at first it's all seemingly like, yeah, okay. Like why is that important? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's odd that you're going to go see your parents and they've never seen a picture of your boyfriend, but maybe you don't just point that out on a phone call. But when she starts coming up with the little things like, oh, my dad's going to tell you he voted for Obama and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. there are these seemingly kind gestures, but at the same point, they're these like cliche racist, like, you know, bridge, you know, trying to bridge the gap or something like that. And it's just like, even from the beginning, even those small things come across as wrong or just mm-hmm. not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love that the, the opening scene of the film with Andre walking in the suburb, uh, it, it conjured up like the original Halloween, but it also like, I immediately thought of Trayvon Martin, like a black guy in a hoodie walking in the suburb. Right. And I think that was emblematic of what this film does really well was that it, it, it takes these classic horror tropes and it reframes them specifically within the American black experience. And so by doing that, it, it turns, or I think it, I think it, it brings to the surface, the horror of being a person of color in the United States in 26, in 2017, I guess. Um, and again, it does it without being preachy. I think you can watch this film and, and, and miss those things and still enjoy it or, or not Stacey. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I think, you can, I I think I, you can engage the film without those, without those themes. You know what I mean? But they're there if you want them 
if you want yeah, to Yeah, no, I was going to say, I definitely, obviously, like, it's hard to not pick up on all of those things. And I, I like that it came from, like, that perspective. Like, obviously, like, as, like, a white person, you don't think about it like that. And it is a good like, experience to, like, be put in, like, a different situation and, like, see it how you don't normally see it. But I would say the hypnotism thing caught me, and I'm just like, this is dumb. <laughs> This, I've, and, I, and I feel like this maybe had such potential. I feel like the hypnotism thing wasn't necessary. Um, and that's just it. You could take that out, and it doesn't change the effect of the film at all. Like, the hypnotism was such a small, irrelevant part. Like, it could have just been the brain see, surgery. See, but it, it wasn't like, really it small and irrelevant. That's how, that's how they got him. That's how he got stuck. Like, he had he like not been hypnotized. Like, he would have been able to get away in, in the scene when he was, like, kept, um, like, I guess the getaway scene when he was when he truly realized something was wrong and he was trying to get out and he hadn't realized that Rose was not on his side. He kept going like Rose, where are the keys? Let's go. Like and he was trying to get out of there. If he if the hypnotism thing wouldn't have been a thing, he would have been able to just like get get the fuck out of the house. Like no, part of my language, but there like was like four people. That crazy brother who's been yeah, talking about it. Yeah, the brother totally would have taken him right. out. No car, sure. and he's in the, the middle of the The brother's woods. crazy. It's just well, however, the inevitable. However, if you're fighting for your life, realistically, Rose isn't going to do shit. The parents, uh, maybe the dad, the mom's not going to do anything. That's two on one. And we're going to count the dad as a maybe. because but then you've got grandma and grandpa that could yeah. shoot him. But, the gun. The but those are also maybes as well because depending on the situation and the time of the movie, they are the <laughs> grandma and the grandpa, or they are who they were previously. Like, so again, my my point was merely that I don't think it, the point of the movie was not to focus on the hypnosis, but the experience as a black man in a white world. Well, I agree. I agree with that. So I want to move through some of the scenes just kind of to try to get get through some of the themes. Uh, what? How did you feel about the scene with the police officer where they get stopped on the way out to the... I have been in the car when that has happened to my friends. Like that, I think that scene in itself was amazing. One of the things I appreciated about it was you realize in retrospect that she's not protecting him. She's protecting her family. How do you think? Well, she doesn't want any record that he was with her at all. I never even thought about that. I was because gonna say, I didn't get I didn't family. didn't get well, that at all. You don't get that in the scene, right? right. And why flash back takes, to that one point? Yeah. If he yeah. takes her in if, if the police officer takes Chris's information and then Chris goes missing, there's gonna be paperwork that connects him to her on the way to her parents' house. Yeah, mm-hmm. I totally didn't get that the first time around. Now that you pointed out, it makes right. You don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, it you don't see it, right? Sense. Yeah, like you, it, you, it, you genuinely think it's her, like trying to oh, protect hey, him and being woke, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's the and, and that's again. Gosh, that's what I love about one of the things I love about horror is when you when when you realize that what you're seeing is not what you're seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that like we realize towards the end of the film that from the beginning, every single scene she's been in has been a lie. Right. Mm-hmm. Including the however long they've been dating before, which is just mm-hmm. creepy. And I think, you know, there's something um, Amanda, Amanda shot an article over to me. Um, and I think I shared it with you all about um, that Vanity Fair, I think, posted. 
Was it the was one about, about the dangers of white women? Yes, yes, that was it. <laughs> and how white women are super dangerous. And and this is a great example of I how agree. the film embodies that, where essentially, oftentimes, um, white women who seem to be allies of persons of color will only go so far. Uh, and and that actually, what you see a lot of the times is it's it's more about status or appearance than it is about actually making positive statements in support of persons of color. Um, and so we'll link to that article in the show notes at don'tsplitup.com. But I think, I think again, Rose ends up embodying that in a way that is what horror does. It brings that to the surface. Um, so, so the sunken place didn't work for Stacy. Uh, Amanda, what did you think of it? Especially once it finally tied into his mom passing away and, and all of those different kinds of things. I, I, I cannot even fathom being in the sunken place. It sounds terrifying and awful. And that totally worked. What about you, Mo? I thought it was creepy and awesome. Like from the moment, like it was already kind of creepy because she was just kind of sitting in that chair and you didn't really know where the movie was going at that point, even though you knew it was going somewhere bad. And then when she brought up his mom and next thing you know, he's crying because that part is in the previews and you have no clue what's happening when he's just sitting there in like the stasis, you know, crying. Mm -hmm. And so then to finally see what's happening and to kind of pull that memory up and just like remove him from himself. uh, I thought it was extremely well done. Mm -hmm. One of the things that struck me about it, and you you see this uh, again, when you, when you look at like the effects of systemic racism and things like this is one of the things that it often does is it creates a distance in a person of color between like their their bodies and their like experience of their bodies. Um, so you see this with like uh, even going clear back into slavery, where because the bodies were owned by white people, um, you would have this like extreme disconnect uh, for a lot of slaves between their bodies and then their minds. And that's why you have such a strong like spiritualism in a lot of slave culture. Uh, because they were focused on their spirit leaving this body that they can't control and going somewhere else, somewhere better, you know? And, and if you, you know, if you follow a lot of black literature, like a lot of that kind of stuff just continues forward. So even today, you know, where you have mass incarceration of black bodies and the control of black bodies by our, our culture, you still have a lot of uh, one. One of my favorite and favorite is a weird way to say it. One of I think the most compelling and heartbreaking examples of this, uh, which is uh, by Sapphire, which is it was turned into a movie called Precious. I don't know if y'all ever saw it, um, but it's it's about a young black woman growing up in the inner city, and she's uh, she's large, like she weighs probably a couple hundred pounds. Um, but there's a scene in the book where she looks in the mirror and what she sees is like a skinny bleach blonde white girl. And, and it, and it illustrates like this separation that she has between her embodied experience and even the way she thinks about herself. And so I thought the sunken place captured that really well, where this benevolent white family is actually like pushing him out of his body so that they can control his body in, a, in like a very literal way, as it, as it turns out, right? See, I was to say, I kind of have mixed feelings about The Sunken Place. Like, I can relate to him in a sense, like, 
being through the traumatic experience, you kind of block it out and you, it's a place you don't go. And it's a, it's like a bad place essentially. But I was, I just, I just have trouble. Like I get everything you guys are saying, but I guess I am just getting like too caught up in like the hypnotism thing. Like, <laughs> like, and, and like, essentially like, I feel like, you nobody can like just take control over like you and your experiences in the you way mean, that you like, really wish that someone couldn't just take control i mean i i you don't want to believe someone I, I i don't think that anybody can like i feel like you like give it up and like somehow like so stacy i think this is the this is an important difference between like being part of the dominant culture and being a person of color is that from like day one persons of color do experience like a loss of volition, a loss of control at a systemic level. And I mean, that's, that's something that if you, if you just read a lot of race literature, that's like a common experience that people of color uh, communicate. And, and that's, I think that's one of the reasons I love this movie is because that's really, it's like nearly impossible for me, especially as a white male, straight white male, it's nearly impossible for me to like understand how that feels. Like I can sort of intellectually get it. I can be like, yeah, that I sort of that makes sense, and I can see how that would happen. But it, but it's very difficult for me to like actually feel what that would be like. And so the sunken place helps me get a little idea of that. The idea that like I would be like pushed out of control of my body, and it I would feel helpless. I would feel like I'm watching reality happen through a tiny little window that I can't even reach through. While yeah. being completely used. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like I I don't get it, but like I sort of get it a little bit now because of this film. Yeah. And I think my like I don't want to say like confusion or what I don't think that's the right word, but I I can relate, like growing up, like I went through like traumatic experiences. So I like the sunken place were made, made me relate to him on like a deeper level than any other part of the movie. Like being in an experience, not similar to that, but similar. So like it made me relate to that, but I didn't, I got caught up in like that relation versus seeing it in any other aspect. Like, like he's been through a very horrible experience and that shaped him and made him to become strong and make him the person who he is. So that's kind of what I take out of that and how I relate to it and not necessarily in like the other aspects. I think you need to better understand it or to better perceive it. You have to take away whether or not hypnotism is believable to you, but whether, and then see hypnotism as the metaphor for no longer being in control of yourself and someone else taking over. And then at that point in time, you like fully experience what this movie is trying to deliver. If that makes sense. No, yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. When did it first become clear to you that he was being auctioned off? The second time a bingo card went up, like you don't get bingo twice in a row. (laughs) (laughs) See, I, I picked on... I like through that whole like I think they called it like a cookout that whole thing I knew something was going on and that immediately like he needs to one a get out of there he needs to split up this is the one instance you need to split up 
too. <laughs> because he's not really splitting up, right? Because he doesn't know at this yeah. point. No, yeah. That yeah. everyone's in on it. Yeah, I knew instantly, like, with, like, obviously with, like, the grandparents and the Andre, like, you know something's going on and they're not, like, safe or they're not in the right mindset or, like, obviously because they aren't them. But I knew right there, I was like, he is not safe. Like, the bingo, like, yeah. And the bingo thing reiterated, like, he needs to get out and he is in a lot of danger. Did any of you know before the supposed bingo cover though, that he was yeah. actually I think JR awesome? knew. I was yeah. just gonna say, I didn't really know. And I think part of that is because I was just really trying to take it all in. I wasn't trying to figure it all out. And um, I, I think once they got to the bingo part, like in retrospect, the, the weird conversations that the different couples were having with him about his mm-hmm. like body structure and if and, he like, has a good golf swing and all that kind of the stuff muscles. was like real, real creepy and real weird. And obviously it, it put a lot of the pieces together, but I, I myself was just really taking it all in and experiencing it. But yeah, JR, JR said that he knew about the auction way early and about Rose way it, early. It was, it was, I knew about the, well, I figured him out at the same time. Like as soon as they were all inspecting him, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're all here for him. Yeah. And then as soon as I realized that, as soon as I realized that they were all there for him, I knew that she had to be on it. Because the way it was presented was, hey, the big family get-togethers this weekend. And she's like, oh, man, that's this weekend. Wah, wah. Like, I forgot. But as soon as I knew it was an auction, I, there, I knew there was no way that she could not be in on it. I am See, so ashamed of myself for not putting that together. See, I did not know it was the auction <laughs> to the bingo part, but I should have. I was just so flabbergasted by everything that was going on that my brain stopped working logically. And I was just like, oh, shit. I was gonna say I picked up on everything, like obviously through like the cookout. But when he was talking to the blind guy, and I was like, "That that's the scene that like convinced me of like the auction and that like Jared said that they were there for him and he was, yeah, he was on auction. Like the blind guy, like wanting like talking about him and like creating like the sense of like." relation like oh I can relate to you and I can't think and I totally didn't I was totally just like oh he found a guy that he can actually connect to like a an artist a nice white person a nice white person that isn't super creepy even though he's blind and we and Stephen weird (laughs) no but you're exactly I mean because we've seen so many movies where they're like oh if you can't see everything else is super sensitive so clearly you must know exactly who's walking up on you and what their past is like (laughs) no it all makes sense now everyone like I'm really mad at myself well and and I'll say this so that was actually the point in the movie where I got irritated because I thought oh so they're hypnotizing these guys and then basically giving them away as hypnotized slaves, mm-hmm. right? So I thought yeah. I had figured the movie out and I got irritated with myself. Um, so when you get to the big reveal, I was totally blown away. I was like, oh, it's way worse than I thought. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. They're actually, they're literally taking their bodies. Yeah. 
which again, like that had been that had been teased with the conversation about Jesse Owens, right? Because Jesse Owens, a black man in the nineteen thirty six Olympics, who breaks all these world records, and yet he's representing a place where he does not have equality, mm-hmm. right? His body is literally being used to prop up white nationalism pre World War Two, and and paraded around like a trophy, and that's like exactly what they're doing in the film, and. So I loved, I just, I, again, I just thought it worked on so many levels. I thought it was just brilliant. Definitely brilliant. Um, so one of the things, and, and there's a Vox article by uh, Alyssa Wilkinson, who's a friend. She's awesome. If you haven't read her stuff, you need to. Um, but she, she talks about how this movie is about benevolent racism. And um, one of the things I love about it is that, again, one of the major categories of horror that I think has especially resonated with our culture in the last couple of decades is body horror. So things like torture porn, human centipede, like we don't like it when bodies are used for things that they're not meant to be used for. Right. Um, And one of the things I think that get out does so well is it brings white exploitation of black bodies to the surface as horror but then again, even by referencing things like Jesse Owens, it it pushes us back and says this has always been going on. Um, this is a real thing. Like obviously, what's happening in the movie isn't real, but the metaphor is is very thin, oh, yeah. very thin. And so uh, I don't know. I, I found it again. I just I can't quit saying it, but I just thought it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you feel? So in our theater, when he gets free and just goes on his killing spree, people were straight up like cheering. They were losing it. Oh, it was so amazing. I loved our theater. It was so much fun. Like so much fun. They reacted to every single thing. Like there, something would happen. I can't remember various things. And they were like, oh, hell no. And like would just... like laughed at the appropriate times kept being like I told you so like they were very much in a lot of ways the comic relief that our our friendly TSA friend was um I loved the phone conversation between him and and Rose the girlfriend when she's like oh I don't know I haven't heard from him oh and he's like oh she's getting me good (laughs) (laughs) like it was so good it was so so good oh man no, my theater was quiet from start to finish. I think everyone was just stunned, and it was awesome because it was the best. I think I don't know. I might have been the only person watching that with like another white person. Everything else, it was either all black people or all interracial couples or anything, and there was not. I don't think there was a person who spoke or said anything from start to finish in our theater, and then everyone just got out and was like quietly talking amongst themselves all positive like but everyone was engaged after the film and just like everyone left just talking to each other like oh my god like what 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 it was i don't know it was weird i would say my theater was different from both of yours or your guys's um i typically go to um a theater on campus and I actually enjoy it because it it's an independent cinema film or cinema theater so you they get movies that most theaters don't typically get. Um, 
my theater was filled with all types of people. I was going to say there's like frat boys in there that were sitting in front of me, um, interracial couples, like white people, black people. Like I feel like my theater had like everybody in it. Um, there was definitely loud people that you get in the movie theater, but then there was people who were just there to like watch the movie and take it and everything. Um, but towards the end of the movie, everybody definitely got quiet. And then when he was escaping, everybody was like in JR's theater and Amanda's theater where they were super pumped and super excited. Like he was getting out of there. And then <laughs> at the end of the movie, everybody was like super happy and excited. Like, like that it, it worked out like in his favor, like typically in most movies, you know, you don't get like the happy ending. And I wouldn't say this was a happy ending by any means, but he obviously made it out there made it out of that house with his life. So in that sense, it is a happy ending, but there was definitely like a lot of talk going on about the movie and like just discussion overall of what the movie represented and what it meant to people. And it was, it was kind of nice to like hear what other people said. Cause obviously I got caught up in like the hypnotism aspect, but <laughs> what? <laughs> really? <laughs> but to hear what other people like thought of the movie was just like I didn't hear obviously full conversations but just like bits and pieces it was kind of nice to get like other people's perspectives and I feel like I had like a good like mixture of all different types of people to hear like their perspectives on it mm -hmm. I was pretty sure he was gonna get shot when the police car rolled up mm -hmm. I was real nervous and he stood up and put his hands up and I was like oh here it goes like hands up, don't shoot, and here I it comes. I definitely thought it was Rod. Oh yeah, I definitely thought it was at a no. I thought it was the policeman from the beginning. I was like, dude, he's fucked. Mm -hmm. Like he's not getting out of it. And then it was his friend, and I was like, hallelujah, like he's saved. Like get out of this house. <laughs> get out. Like, Just go. Get out. I wasn't out. necessarily expecting Rod to be the driver, but I definitely thought he was in that car. I mean, I'm glad it was, but I I was very. Very nervous for him. Um, so, how? Let me ask this: uh, In your opinion, where does this film come down on interracial dating? Don't do it. <laughs> um, I don't think that. I just think it points out like. You, you obviously, in a relationship, there's difficulties and challenges and things you have to overcome. But in an interracial relationship, you have the normal problems you have to deal with. And then you have, like, all of the cultural and, like, societal issues. Like, the constant pressure of that on you in addition to the normal relationship things you have to deal with. And that can make a relationship extremely complicated and hard to deal with. Well, and I definitely think that that's something that Jordan Peele was trying to share because, I mean, he's married to Chelsea Peretti. Like, they have a kid together. You know, they he is the son of an interracial couple. He is in an interracial, you know, relationship um, that there definitely are those challenges. But, I mean, there also is that argument, like, don't you go to the house for that weekend? Like, don't you meet the parents? Like, don't you know, don't do all of these different things. Um, I think that, I think in some aspects it, it does, it says that it's really challenging and that we, we don't realize how potentially racist our families are until we bring a, a person of color around them. And we're like, oh gosh, I was in a 
way different environment than I thought I was growing up or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think a lot of people just don't even realize what racism is. Like you grow up in a community or in an environment or amongst people with like-minded beliefs and stuff. And you, just because you haven't done something like aggressively outward um, towards another race or person, or you don't say things on the regular, but I don't think people realize that like small things. And I think when it yeah, comes like to you're that, casually racist, like on accident almost. Yeah. And it's called so, microaggressions. Mm-hmm. When it yeah. comes to interracial dating, I think, I mean, acceptance, understanding, kind of cultural awareness, all these things are important. And just because you have that from your partner um, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get that from their family uh, or those around them. And so I, I think there's a lot of challenges that come with that. So here, here's what I'm interested in and worried about. Uh, we've talked about slasher movies before. Um, slasher movies really kind of came into their own in the 70s uh, after a time of massive cultural upheaval. And people were worried about the breakdown of traditional family values of the nuclear family, of all this kind of stuff. And, and then slasher movies are at once a critique of and a return to traditional family values. Um, so you have the, you know, the, the male slasher who has the phallic instrument and all that. If you, if you need a refresher on this, go back and list our episode on the final girls Friday the 13th. But at the end of the day, um, the person who survives is the virgin, right? The one who, who still lives inside of the traditional family structure and the traditional family values. So it, it, even though it's critiquing structure of the patriarchy, it also is upholding them. Uh, I think that it's pretty safe to say that since, you know, the last few years, we've been in another massive cultural upheaval, but this one's really more centered on race than on family values. Um, white people are realizing that no matter what happens next, even if we build a giant wall, um, we're going to be a minority in the United States in the next 10 years or so. And there's really nothing anyone can do about that. Um, even if, even if they want to do something about that, which some people do. And so I think that's creating again, a lot of social anxiety. And I think we're going to see a lot more horror films that are dealing with race pretty explicitly, Mm -hmm. but I'm afraid that we're going to get the same kind of a thing happen where at the end of the day, I, 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 and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it really felt like this was sort of like warning against interracial dating and interracial relationships, even though Jordan Peele's in one, even though he's a product of one, like, I don't know how you read this film any other way than to say, like, at the end of the day, it was like the black guy who said stay away from white girls was right. No, I don't think that's what it was promoting. And I don't think that was the takeaway. Not, not promoting, but I, again, just in the same way that like slasher movies aren't promoting everyone should be a virgin. But it's this like subtle lying message. Yeah, it's just like sort of subconscious thing that's underneath them. I think you get a lot of people who maybe just won't like it because they saw hypnotism in it. And then you get a lot of people who <laughs> see a metaphor. Like, I don't think anyone's going to come out of it. I mean, a lot of the articles I read about this movie, there was a lot of jokes for like, what are we going to like, or what were they saying? Like, it'll be two to three weeks before those couples get back to normal, you know, regarding interracial couples and stuff like that. But no, I think the takeaway was just that, Hey, this stuff isn't funny. Cause that's where we normally see it is in comedies or, you know, but uh, it's scary mm-hmm. and it's happening and it's real. Yeah, I agree with that. No, I, I, I am. I would love to be wrong, but it would not surprise me if we're going to see horror films that have a subtle undertone of races are probably better sticking together. See, but I, 
I mean, I <laughs> would it be produced by Trump? <laughs> no, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, the slasher movies were not produced by fundamentalist Christians, but because they're a product of culture, they they have a they have an they have an underlying conservative reaction to culture. Like all culture is conservative. Like it resists change. And, and so I don't know, like, I just, again, I would, I would, I would love to be wrong. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to be wrong, but I'm afraid I'm not. I don't know. I'm curious. We'll see. I, I think the part of the problem is, is whether their intentions are good or not, or where they want to go is, and with this film, you had someone who had done an exceptional job writing it. I mean, I don't think any points were missed. I mean, this was, yeah, it was a great, done. great movie. So if someone lesser steps to the plate yeah you might end up with a little bit of a disaster so maybe the message will be missed but it'll be interesting to see what comes up next mm-hmm. yeah for sure well we're about out of time uh for this episode we want to give you a preview of what's coming up next uh possibly the greatest monster movie ever made just hit theaters it's Kong skull island so we're going to travel to skull island and see if we can make it back alive uh if you haven't seen that yet you definitely should just go see it don't watch the trailer. Just go. And uh, then we're also going to do an episode on The Exorcist, the original Exorcist and The Exorcist TV show. And we're going to see if our friend Kate Sanchez from the But Why Though podcast can come back and join us for that. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen The Exorcist TV show, man, is it good. Uh, watch and, it. And The Exorcist is one of the classic horror films. Uh, so it should be it should be a fun episode as well. So Kong Skull Island and then the original Exorcist and the new TV show that just aired on Fox in the fall. Uh, that's it. That's all the time we have for this episode. As always, thank you for listening. Please let us know what you thought of Get Out. Uh, let us know if, like Stacy, you were turned off by the hypnotism. Uh, let us know if, like me, you disagreed with everyone about the ending um, and what the message was. Uh, let us know what you thought of it at don'tsplitup.com or at facebook.com slash don'tsplitup. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening, and whatever you do, please don't split up. Join J.R., Stacey, Amanda, and Mo to discuss blood, guts, horror, and gore in our podcast, Don't Split Up, where we discuss horror movies and how great or not they are. Because as you know, in every horror movie, First rule of survival is never leave your friends. So don't split up if you want to make it to the end. No, don't. Don't split up. Well, this place is huge. No one take the back porch. Scream if you see anything. That won't be hard. But in observation of this loaded moment, I am not in favor of splitting up, nor am I three days from retiring. I will not be right back. But for now, it's time for us to get into our review of Don't Split Up. Get out. Of, yeah, because we're Don't Split Up. Let me try that again.